It's time for the Signal 50 podcast with your host, Bravo Golf 592 and Delta Echo 515. You might have noticed that Alpha Sierra 288 is not here tonight. He is a little under the weather, so we're wishing him well. And we'll see him back here on Sunday next year. So welcome, Delta. How are you, sir? Hey, hey, how's it going? I know I had a couple of shows off there, so uh, uh, glad to be back uh, in studio here and uh, around the world. How's everything going? <laughs> hey, you know, it's uh, uh, this uh, dumpster fire of 2020 is uh, coming to a very, very quick end, and it can't end soon enough, in my opinion. Although, well, the good thing about time is, is that nothing stops it. So even if you thought 2020 would continue on forever, I can guarantee you in about, uh, what, let's call it 28 hours, mm-hmm. 2020 will be over. Yeah. <laughs> then it's just going to start all over again. Anyway. And that's it. Well, yeah. and, and, and in all fairness, there, you know, you never know, right? We all hope sure. that we, well, every new year starts out on a good note, right? And then mm-hmm. it just spirals downhill from there until you hit December 31st. <laughs> it's how you weather the storm, though, that gets you uh, that gets you the positive. Now, uh, some people have had good years. I mean, I think collectively, the mm-hmm. populace of the planet Earth has had a crappy year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, sometimes, in some years, people have really good years, and uh, sometimes people don't. That's just the way it is. I mean, uh, if you take out the lockdowns and the uh, social distancing and the masks and the all the other stuff and try to look through the the haze and the fog of all that that nonsense, uh, there was more time spent at home, more time spent with family, maybe too much time spent with family. That's, That's up to our audience to tell us if that was good or bad. And at this point... Uh, we, we're going to say goodbye to 2020, uh, but usually in this session, uh, especially what's going on with the current events, it typically just goes um, quietly, and uh, the uh, the the fact remains: <laughs> I don't know what's going to end up happening uh, when it when it you know when, when the week from today starts and next year. January uh, 6th and that one o'clock hour hits and we're going to see what whatever happens. um, Yeah, but I I think a lot will rest upon, believe it or not. Okay, so everything politics is geared around something else, right? So it's it's always a push pull or a pull pull or a reaction to an action or so on and so forth. So let's not... um, Let's not be naive here and think that January 6th is um, decision matrix does not have anything to do with January 5th, Mm -hmm. which is the runoff election in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And that could go two ways, right? Hmm. One way it could go is, well, uh, if the runoff in Georgia winds up uh, Republican, right, at least Mm -hmm. one, and we keep the Senate we being the the Republicans, then maybe we don't need a Republican president. Maybe we don't have to make that many waves on January 6th. Now, there's still going to be people that say things, Hmm. but they're going to do it for effect and for theater because the Mm -hmm. decision's already made, okay? 
there are people's in room people in rooms who are mm-hmm. thinking of all the scenarios if mm-hmm. this then that if this and that if this and that mm-hmm. and you know, it sounds a little tinfoilish and haddish, but had I not been one of those people that sat in those rooms, mm. I might not actually believe that it, that that does happen. But it does. So I would say pay attention to January fifth, mm-hmm. and then you'll see what happens January sixth. Now, mm. so they're related. The, well, they're, everything in politics is related, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah, don't get yeah. a stimulus. You don't get a stimulus check before the election. Why? Because it gives President Trump a win and mm-hmm. more people come out for him. Right. Well, so. uh, besides, well, that's the other thing, too. I mean, there's a negative connotation that goes along with this uh, stimulus bill, or I call it the porculus bill, because that's really what it is. Uh, you know, only 10% of it's going to the American people. 90% of it is going to the rest of the world. So that has a has a negative connotation and a bad taste in everyone's mouth right so no one's going to want to you know no one and six hundred dollars is an insult to be honest with you um i don't know you know it's and and it's because of government that and and the and the lack of understanding of what we're doing to our people that the government has decided to take these actions based on power it's not. It's not the 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 numbers are the numbers. I get it. There are people dying from it. I get it. Uh, there are some people that don't do well with it. I get it. Uh, but overall, the the chance of survival again is ninety nine percent. Depending on your age, it's ninety nine point five or ninety nine point seven. But still, those are pretty darn good odds. But when it comes to the election, this one's different. Dalton, I'll tell you why. Look at what we have going on right now. Here's here's what happened just today in, in Georgia. You had some testimony given by um, the the, the uh, Trump re-election team led by uh, Mr. Giuliani, and they all gave testimony like one one piece of evidence after another piece of evidence after another piece of evidence, showing how this this election was not conducted in a fair and equitable way. And um, seems to me, and the part I'm having a problem with this is, there are many senators and many Congress people, both on the state level and also on the federal level, that are turning a blind eye to this because they've got what they need, they're reelected, and they don't care. They're showing their true color. And it, it's, it's rather off-putting. I will say, in terms of, of how it makes me feel as an American and that I'm not being represented, or represented, excuse me. So with that, it's, it's, it's a tough time. A lot of people are having a lot of uh, inability to, to believe in what's going on. So I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are, but right now the election, and, and this, was, this is one highlight for me. This gentleman uh, was talking about how they they actually ta- they they hacked into the election machines today of the Senate race that's going on right now. I'll just let that sit for a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we all know that it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you conflated a few things there. You talked a little bit about the stimulus bill in the beginning and the mm-hmm. senators, and now we're under Georgia. So we'll go back, I think, and maybe talk about the, um, the well, both the uh, NDAA veto and mm-hmm. um, the um, stimulus mm-hmm. uh, debacle that is currently plaguing, and we can do that in a little bit, just mm-hmm. to tie a knot on Georgia. So the only reason why people are paying attention to Georgia right now is because the Senate hangs in the balance. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mm-hmm. even really do that 100%, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I, without being hyperbolic here, is it possible that uh, a f- 50-50 split with the deciding vote going to Kamala Harris, uh, is it possible that that creates some bad political policy? Sure, it does. Mm-hmm. Um but you have senators like Joe Manchin who mm-hmm. can't really play that game. He's in a deep red state mm-hmm. that usually always votes Democrat, but in recent times has flipped to Republican, not only in Trump, but you know mm-hmm. for many other reasons. So mm-hmm. if he wants to hang on, really, uh, Joe Manchin, if, if, if it does become a 50-50 split, Joe Manchin becomes the most powerful guy in the Senate because mm-hmm. his decision and vote goes, you know, is it so you have some democratic senators out there uh who who are in some you know maybe not de- as deep red as west virginia but they're red mm-hmm. so i didn't think of that um, i mean trying to get past the the harris as vice president just gave me a shiver up my spine i can't take it anyway <laughs> um uh, well but, i mean you gotta and even if I mean, let's just take that to the other side of that if if uh, vice president pence stays vice president pence and it goes 50 50 then the deciding vote goes to the republican side so the end all be all is not this election is not this senate race although i'm not sure i want warnock or the other uh fascist to get yeah, into the senate uh, but. i i i wouldn't either but you have had you know kamala harris as a senator you have uh Cory Booker as a senator. Cory Booker was mm-hmm. a horrible uh, uh, executive mm-hmm. in Trenton. Okay. Yeah. So you you have those people. You have Bernie Sanders as a senator. So there's mm-hmm. people like that. Uh, I don't think the the the, the Americans, you know, the, the wide swath of the normal everyday people. I don't think they actually would stand for that sort of thing. You can recall senators. Mm-hmm. And states can choose to do that. So, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not as doom and gloom as I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some crappy policy. There's going to be crappy policies anyway. Mm-hmm. They're already talking about that pen and a phone thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so executive orders, this, that, and the other. So there's going to be garbage policies we're going to have to deal with. We did it with. I said this uh, a few few uh, shows ago. I mm-hmm. said we 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 know this playbook, right? Obama's pulling the strings, which means four years of Biden's going to be the, you know, uh, eight through 12th year of Obama. So we mm-hmm. know how to weather the storm and get an extra job and mm-hmm. put our money in under the mattress or wherever we have to put it so the market uh, swings don't hurt us. Uh, mm-hmm. We've done this before and we can do it again. And then it'll just embolden some of the Republicans. But if the, if the Republican Party doesn't pay close attention Mm-hmm. To the things that Donald Trump did over the last four years, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get a Marco Rubio elected. I, I don't care how much of a nice guy he is. Mm-hmm. So you got to really watch out for that. Sure. 
No, and the only reason why everything is, like you mentioned, everything's kind of all merged together because everything is hinging upon uh, what they what they want to put out there, or the message being, this is the election, this is the most important thing, but we haven't even fixed the presidential election yet. So there's a lot of this, a lot of this um, gets all mixed up, and I think it's on purpose to confuse everyone also. So... That those are things. Those are things. Again, the wait and see. We got a week to go, um, and we don't know what's going to happen that day. Although today it was nice to see uh, one of the senators um, wasn't Cotton. It was um, uh, someone else. Uh, he he committed to um, supporting the objections to the to the votes. Now whether or not whether or not these uh, these votes you know when it goes to the when it goes to Nancy Pelosi although that that votes this Sunday correct delta so we don't know if she's going to be the speaker or not but uh you yeah, know that they have more there's there's uh there's trouble in those waters too um mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see what Nancy can pull off but um, just she's already you know just got, I think 3 mm-hmm. she loses another 4 and she's not speaker Good. I, and that's, that's that's too not, bad. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> I, I want to correct something too. Mm-hmm. We were talking about um, the election of the Speaker of House a couple of shows ago. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know that you don't have to be a member of the House of Res- Representatives to be the Speaker of the House? I could be voted Speaker of the House. Well, that'd be great. You want to go? <laughs> so, so it's not a position, right? So we yeah. were talking about how come um, Mark War- not Mark Warner. Um, uh, Eric Swalwell was still on the committee, and we're saying, well, that's what that's what Nancy Pelosi did. She made the decision. Well, she, as Speaker, didn't make the decision. She, as the leader of the Democratic House Caucus, made the mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. So it's conflating two positions. I the see. Speaker drives the agenda. Mm-hmm. Now, we often and have for as long as I can remember elect somebody who is in the majority party to be the mm-hmm. Speaker, but it's not a requirement. You don't wow. have to be in Congress to be the Speaker of the House. I, then I put your name forward, Delta. Go right ahead, sir. Well, I, you know, we'll see. I got to get 218 votes. Yeah, I know, right? So that's, that, that's going to be interesting to watch. Votes. That happens Sunday, right? That happens Sunday. Well, the new Congress takes over Sunday. So, yeah, I Correct. would imagine it would happen Sunday or Monday. Sure. So the amount of the, the, the narrow uh, – um, I'm going to check to see what the numbers are. It's 220. Two to two eleven, as it stands right now. Unfortunately, there was a death of the uh, of a congressman. Um, unfortunately, he was a congressman elect, and then developed. Yeah. He was forty one years old and developed COVID. So it's sad. You know, he had yeah, complications, complications of COVID. COVID. Yeah, complications yeah. of COVID. Yeah, it must have been an inflammatory response of some sort. So this virus is not good news. I mean, we know it hurts people. And I don't wouldn't want to be that one percent or that half percent or what you know he was one. I'm, it's sad, and I'm sorry to sorry sorry to have to you know tell everyone yeah, we, that. But and I'll just you know here's a disclaimer: I don't know mm-hmm. that uh, what his underlying conditions were. Mm-hmm. You neither do you. No, that's correct. You know they say Again. he was a healthy guy, but what mm-hmm. does that mean? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it's a sad story, uh, but uh, we don't know. What we don't know at this point. That is correct. 
So just to, before we leave this to go to talk about legislation that's pending in the, in the current events world, uh, I did want to bring up the what the numbers are currently in the House for everyone out there so they know what we're dealing with. Um, and we all know what's going on with the presidential race, so we can kind of see that here. But we have – it's interesting how New Mexico is now being um, uh, contested also. So now we have uh, – seven states that are being contested. So it gives the, the Trump team a little bit of leeway. We look at... This makes it really, really hard to think that we could call this thing over mm-hmm. when we have this many cont- you know, contested states. Correct. And if, if every state, it would be 14 hours of debate that this could go on for. And if every state gets contested and, you know, this... Again, um, Dan Bongino today was talking about how the vice president really, does he have power? Does he not have power? People are talking about, you know, they have a lot of armchair uh, people. If I have not, I've missed the Mark Levin show lately. If Mark Levin saying he has, he has the ability to make these decisions, then I'll, I'll go with what Mark Levin says. Uh, otherwise, I haven't heard anything, have you, about what, what uh, vice no. president's... Power no, really no, is. I don't not. actually think the vice president has the power. I think it's in the legislature, and I think that's what Dan Bongino was talking about today. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'd have to go back and listen again. No, and and that's again, we're we're just presenting the information to everyone so that they have the same the same footing that everyone else out there has. Now, in terms of the the House, we have uh, two hundred twenty-two to two eleven. Uh, I think unfortunately you have to take away that. That they're going to have to um, uh, run a special election so that we've there's one seat lost. And how many how many of has the Democrats lost? You said four. Right now, yeah. Uh, well, they already have three on the record that say that they won't vote. So that brings you to two nineteen. Really, two that so three that won't vote. Do we know who they are? Three that said that they won't vote for uh, for Nancy Pelosi. So. Uh, you lose another two, make it four, just to be sure, you know, that she's mm-hmm. around the corners, and uh, she's not the speaker. Yeah. I don't know what happens from there. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'd just be well, guessing at this point, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's so, everyone's out, so everyone out there, and we thank you for listening today, uh, understands the House is, uh, it's another, that's another, that's a that's a what I call a pit stop along the way to January sixth. So we'll see where that goes. All right. So getting back to, I uh, just wanted to um, talk about some of the bills that are hanging out uh, in the Senate, and a lot of it, a lot of these bills do. Ha- uh, right now, six hundred dollars is coming to those that um, if you're if you're single. And you had uh, an adjusted gross income, and anyone who does your taxes or does, I'm not an accountant, but the adjusted gross income uh, is before you take deductions. That's what they're going by uh, line nine on your 1040 uh, form. And if you are less than, um, I believe, 85,000, is that right, Delta, for single? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. So it's, uh, I believe it's eighty five thousand for single, and then it, it sharply deteriorates from there. Or to, uh, married uh, filing jointly is one hundred fifty thousand. Um, you will get 
$600 per person or $1,200 if there's two of you or $600 one. Now, we could talk about round around how $600 isn't worth a lot of money these days, and we can go through that. Um, along with the fact that this bill has all kinds of pork that goes with it, it's, it's not it's not a good bill. So so there's a there's a decrease uh for people who earn more than $75,000 in tax year mm-hmm. 2019 and the check mm-hmm. disappears altogether for those making over $99,000 a year. All right. A gross so income. and then for the 150,000 I think it starts disappearing at 175. Uh, or it's yeah. gone at 175. Uh, you just you just kind of double that, yeah. Yeah. Now so, the other Oh, so one other thing, kids get kids get yeah. one. It depend not, doesn't matter what your income. If you have a dependent and you claim it a dependent per dependent, you get six hundred dollars. So, yeah, you know that's another thing. Just so everyone's out there yeah. knows. So let's let's talk about this stimulus. Uh, first of all, uh, I'm going to tear a page. Uh, kudos over there, Dan Bongino. He mentioned something mm-hmm. a couple of shows ago. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, repeat that for our listeners here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government doesn't stimulate anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't make things. They don't produce things. Lifelong um, government employees, such as Joe Biden, has never produced a thing in his life. Okay, so so the misnomer that uh, the government is going to stimulate or you know create a stimulus based upon um, giving money to the now giving money you know it's just a fancy way of saying it the other piece of this is and pe- everybody has to realize this the the government's really just giving you back your own money where do you think they got their money from amen the government doesn't the, <laughs> the government doesn't have a workshop of elves that create things that sell things and then they create generate revenue Private businesses and companies do that. Individuals do that. Small businesses, large businesses, corporations, so on and so forth. They generate the income. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the government taxes them. So, mm-hmm. um, and all this is tied together. So, when China has a mm-hmm. lower um, corporate tax rate than America and we ship all of our companies over to China, mm-hmm. the US government loses out on that income. That mm-hmm. taxable income, okay? So, to tie the knot on this, so when President Trump lowered the corporate tax rate to less than what China was, mm-hmm. and companies started moving back, it created mm-hmm. income for the government, okay? Correct. And that's so, why we saw the growth that we saw. Now, The growth that we saw, the taxes started flowing into the treasury because people right. were making money, and everyone's happy and doing their thing. Right. Now... Mm-hmm. You take those taxes, you write a fancy law that um, apparently takes you 5,600 pages to write, and mm-hmm. you say, I'm going to, I, the government, am going to bequeath to you $600 per person, mm-hmm. as long as you don't make X amount of money. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my money anyway. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be giving, you're supposed to be putting that money into my betterment. Not yours, right? And so I would like to clarify. Uh, yeah, this is this is a this is a form of redistribution of wealth. Everyone, just you know, this well, is something that we're seeing well, back. Not, not yet, it's not. Okay, not, not yet, it's not. Okay, so the conversation mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill now is well, uh, and again, this is sparked by what the president said. Six hundred dollars isn't enough. You said it. I agree with you. 
$600 is enough. It should be $2,000. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets $2,000. Family of four that makes uh, less than $75,000 for the parents per person, each person, you mm-hmm. know, you're talking about $8,000. Great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. the problem. Okay. The problem is that now you have senators saying, well, we think it should be targeted mm-hmm. payments, $2,000 payments, because if you never lost your job and you were gainfully employed mm-hmm. uh, for the entire, you know, during the entire COVID, then why do you need a stimulus check? Mm. Good question, right? Right. Yeah. That, and that's on, a good its, on its face, mm-hmm. on its face, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you dig a little deeper, you peel the onion back just a little bit, you'll notice that what you're doing is you're taking, let's say I didn't lose my job during COVID mm-hmm. and I don't get $2,000. Well, now okay. my tax money is going to pay for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, I genuinely feel bad about that somebody else who mm-hmm. lost their job. Never should have happened. It was poor, poor policies on the part of Democrats mm-hmm. and Democratic-run cities and states. Okay. But... That's my money. Agreed. So why don't you just raise the old Soviet Union flag above the Capitol building mm-hmm. and start doing socialism everywhere? Because when you take my money and mm-hmm. you give it to somebody else, that's redistribution of wealth mm-hmm. and it's socialism. Yep. So no, you can't have my... So the, I, so A, I want my $2,000 if everybody else is getting it. Or B, mm-hmm. nobody gets it. Correct. And that's how I see it. Okay. So right now where it stands, uh, President Trump did sign the bill. And we were talking about this the last show where you you weren't able to be with us. But we talked about the show because it it just came out. We were were just wrapping up the show. President Trump signed the bill. And one of the alerts came over. And I said, holy cow, he signed the bill? What's going on? So we really didn't know. So we got to take this motion off the table and talk about what happened. So President Trump uh, signed the bill with two caveats. One, uh, there's going to be a red line uh, in, uh, impoundment act from 1974 that he's going to utilize to basically tell Congress, we're going to hold this spending for 45 days, going to hold this spending for 45 days, and right down the line. And you know, you know President Trump's going to get out his red pen, and he's going to start saying, nope, 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 no, no, not the sedan, nope, nope, uh-uh, nope, you're not getting this money, and definitely not China, no, okay? And what ends up happening, he also basically called out the Congress and saying, you know, after he mentioned all those funds that were going to other government, you know, the world, basically, not us as Americans, and put the ball back into uh, Nancy's court because she looked really bad and very quickly said, sure, why not? Let's, let's give him $2,000. So she's trying to look like it was her idea and take the credit, which she always does, and they pass it through the, the, the House of Representatives. But the Senate still would have to do it. Meanwhile, the bill is already ready to go, and that's why everyone's getting $600, as we described just earlier. Now, it's over in the Senate, and uh, McConnell decided uh, that he thinks that that's not the case, although it was interesting what he did, Delta. He actually 
decided to put in their uh, Proposition 230 against the tech tyrants, which is an interesting move. Um, and he also decided uh, that he was going to put in um, something else that is, that's just escaping me right now uh, to to put into this as a as part of this increase in two thousand um, dollars. Yeah, so actually, what he's doing is is not brilliant. I'll just tell you. Oh, it's not okay. It sounded is, cool. No, he, yeah, <laughs> it sounds cool in practice, but what he's doing is stalling. Okay. Ah. He, okay. These are, if you go back and look at some of the things that Mitch McConnell did during the end of the Obama era, mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of the same tactics here where, mm-hmm. where okay, we'll talk about $2,000 checks, but I'm also going to put in the removal of Prop 230. And, and by doing that, I disenfranchise all of those Democratic senators that get a bunch of money from Tech Valley. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Are you going to be the guy that votes up on getting rid of Prop 30, 230 while giving $2,000 stimulus checks? Ah, uh, so so, <laughs> so he's playing he's playing he's playing politics is what he's doing. Yeah. And as yeah. far as Nancy Pelosi's concerned, mm-hmm. your other point, yeah, you, uh, the president can there's no such thing as a line item veto. That was mm-hmm. tried during the Clinton era and he said i'm going to line item veto this this and this and they wanted a line item veto in fact mm-hmm. there was a push to get legislation through congress for a line item veto mm-hmm. um but it's not it's veto the whole bill or not at all mm-hmm. so all he's going to do is redline it she's going to hold it up for 45 days well what happens uh in 45 days or less than that now well yeah, the session's done so yeah but it doesn't matter mhm Okay, so what? So, yeah. so uh, Cambodia doesn't get their money for 45 extra days. They're not going to mm-hmm. go under. They'll be fine. Yeah. So this is all parlor tricks and smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. None of this actually <laughs> is actually doing anybody any good. Mm. You know, if, they, if Mitch McConnell really wanted $2,000 checks, he would have thrown it a clean bill, one pager, put it up there, vote on it, and make it happen. And you can do that. With so many of the other, so many of the other bills. Mm. Okay, so uh, this is this is my big problem. This is my problem with the omnibus. I mean, President Trump had it right. I don't want to sign an omnibus bill. Well, they forced him to do it every mm-hmm. single year. Mm. You know, they could have been doing appropriation bills uh, throughout the year, and they knew what they needed to pay for. And most of the stuff, minus two or three appropriations maybe mm-hmm. half a dozen. Most of them are easy. They're easy shots. Mm-hmm. So what they wind up doing is throwing it all together, you know, and the two or three that are sticking points gets thrown together with the other 50 or 60 or 500 or however many appropriation they have, Congress has, mm-hmm. so it gets buried. Yeah. It's all garbage. <laughs> it's all well, garbage. So... It's interesting. I, I thank you for that clarification. Now, again, from what what we've been seeing with the lamestream media and how people are kind of uh, attracted, it's like moths to a fire. They kind of see the big point. They don't dig down into it. And I thank you for doing that. And I did that kind of on purpose because I wanted to kind of see how you can you can get taken by the by the fluff and not look for the meat underneath the fluff. So that's thank you for doing that. It actually worked pretty well. I wanted to uh, thank uh, a dot gun guy for uh, 
giving us a comment here. So what does someone need my money? Or why does someone need my money? It's equal protection, I believe, under the law. Um, you know, I, I wish taxes would just go away, to be honest with you. I think uh, they don't need, you know, the, the government should just have enough to take care of the constitutional uh uh, dictates that are granted to the federal government and the rest uh, should be, get, you know, income taxes should go away. I think a flat tax uh, is probably me, the best way to go. And that would be my opinion. Let me, but yeah. let me answer his question more directly. Everybody mm. needs your money. You don't need your <laughs> money. Everybody else needs your money. So the question as to why someone needs your money is not the question. Mm. You know, uh, everybody needs your money. But right. why should the government be giving your money to other people? That is a better question, a good mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> and I would tell you that the government gives your money away because the government doesn't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll give another kudos to Dan Bonjay. He's been really good this week, actually. Yeah, yeah. He's had some really good one-liners. Mm. Um, so uh, apparently... Um, Every moron on the planet managed managed to run for Congress and be elected all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're taking your money. Right. And, so. and one of the things that uh, Alf and I were talking about uh, from the last show was how states have these huge unfunded liabilities, Uh in terms specifically about these pension plans that they've been going on and on and on. Uh, I know someone that uh, retired from one of the, one of the big blue States uh, with a tier two something or other, one of the earlier type pension plans. And, you know, and he worked for it and he, he deserves it. And any firefighter or police officer. Yeah. I think of the same guy who was tier one, 25 years of service. Yeah. Yeah. So, Healthcare but it's changed now. Paid for top yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that that alone, you know, and that should be met. But the problem is that they started giving away the farm, not understanding how they're going to pay for it later. And now, the bill comes due later on, and costs have gone up, and it's just you know, shake your head on so the I'll air. I'll tell you how they, uh, I'll tell you how they fix that. They're screwing mm-hmm. the young guys. So mm-hmm. the state that you're thinking of is now down to tier six, mm-hmm. and tier six retirees are matching retirement plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 401ks or 403bs yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah, the military's now, that, done the same thing, by the way. They yeah. changed their retirement plan, too. Mm-hmm. They're calling it a blended retirement where there's somewhat mm-hmm. of a matching if you put a certain amount of money in versus mm-hmm. just being able to do 20 years. And mm-hmm. the logic behind it was, what about those people that only do four? Didn't mm-hmm. they earn something? Mm-hmm. I guess. But uh, I think in the end, it's uh, it's just a way to save money. Yeah. And in my line of work, uh, there was no such thing as pension plans. So I knew when I was younger uh, that no one's going to pay for my retirement. So I just started early and kept saving and doing it. So, uh, you know, it'll be nice, uh, <laughs> you know, if uh, you know, the, the stock market stays where it is. But anyway... Uh, so we, th- we thank you, uh, a dot gun guy for, uh, uh, contributing to our podcast today. Yeah. Now, in terms of a really good point at the end yeah. though, and then uh, we right. can move on. Uh, the federal government didn't do this. You're right. The States did this. The yeah. federal government can't do this because it's something we talked about before, you know, States mm-hmm. are sovereign. 
So to blame the federal government or President Trump on poorly handling the vac- the uh, coronavirus is just simply um, parlor tricks. Yeah, and that was also thing. politics. It's all politics. They were trying to bring him down. They threw everything in the kitchen sink at President Trump to to make him look bad. And even I believe even this this bill that's sitting in the Senate, they're trying to they're trying to you know you know make him look bad and blame him for this. And it's just everyone's done with this. Everyone knows uh, what's going on, and they're on to this game. And well, it'll all come out in the wash. Uh, I believe January sixth, personally, but. We'll have yeah, to see. Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah. Yep. So, with that being said, um, I believe – uh last block here. Uh, real quick, uh, the defense yeah. bill. Uh, you you have a little oh, bit more yeah, expertise with that. Yeah. The the NDAA. Yeah, so, can you explain that to me? Because I'm, I'm a little yeah. uh, it's unclear It's the National Defense Authorization Act, and it's an annual bill that funds the Department of Defense mm-hmm. writ large. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of their programs, and some of them are working with the State Department, and some of it's money going to other countries from the Defense Department. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it basically uh, funds the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. And it's National Defense uh, Authorization Act, so everything that's in that bill is supposed to, dreaded air quotes, support the President's national military strategy. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's designed. So... Um, the president threw in there uh, that uh, Section 230 allowing um, these... Uh, so what's in there? I'm sorry, uh, just so to clarify. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah. Section 230 is in that bill? It's not or in not? that bill. It's not okay. in that bill. Section 230 right. is in uh, the, the Communications Act of 19-something. I, I'd have to look it up. Okay. But... What President Trump did was he said, allowing Section 230, which is a um, it's a provision that allows social media companies, platforms, to um, be free from liability, mm-hmm. you know, sued liability. What mm-hmm. um, what that does is it, it allows them to you know kind of say what they want, almost act like mm-hmm. a publisher without being held responsible for publishing content, okay? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. A, that's a short of it, right? There's a lot more minutia to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this in a previous show, but mm-hmm. what President Trump said, though, was is leaving that provision in there actually is a threat to national security. Mm-hmm. That's how he got it in there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he wants that section repealed, for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, you know, the Hotner Biden story was was limited. Um, mm-hmm. Everything else, uh, uh, President Trump was fact checked on Twitter every day. Mm-hmm. All that other stuff. So he wants that out. So he said, mm-hmm. "Okay, throw it in NDAA. It's a threat mm-hmm. to national security if we leave it. Go do." And that's why he vetoed the bill, by the way. So it, mm-hmm. the NDAA actually passed both the House and the Senate, went to the president's desk, and he vetoed it. He said, nope, mm-hmm. go back when you pulled, because you didn't put Section 230 in it. So mm-hmm. uh, you didn't repeal Section 230 in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the rationale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the bill is back. It has now passed the House. Mm-hmm. With a overridden pass, right. over uh, an override with a veto proof yep. override, okay. And that is mm-hmm. t- 
two-thirds majority for veto proof. Right. So now the Senate has to pass the override mm-hmm. with 60-plus senators in order mm-hmm. for it to also become veto-proof, and then it becomes a law. Yeah, so Otherwise, he already vetoed it, it. He already vetoed it. It went to he the House. They, they, wrote, they voted to override it, which they did. But at the Senate, I believe there's a delay on the vote. And if they keep delaying it, it's never going to get voted on. It won't be overridden, and it's going to be vetoed, you know, stalled. Well, the, pro- right. the problem that this presents is, is this is yeah. funding for military, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. I don't know all the mm-hmm. stuff that's in there right now, but it also funds base allowance for housing, mm-hmm. uh, pay for military. So those big military uh, places in the world, like Georgia, Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of pressure on these Senate runoff races, every tying everything back together, because because it's putting the Republican um, uh, uh, folks who are running for mm-hmm. office there having to hop from one foot to the other to a keep the president happy, but also try to please the, the folks that are uh, they're trying to get to vote for him. I so see. It's an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, we'll have to again hold on, <laughs> hold on tight. It's gonna yeah. be a bumpy ride. Well, we'll so. see. I think um, I think the Senate will probably come to a vote uh, at the end of this week mm-hmm. to I to override the the veto. So yeah, whether they get to sixty though, that's uh, curious. But well, there's, there's a lot, lot of, of there's a lot of Republicans in high military areas that if they don't vote to override it, mm-hmm. may be looking at a challenge. In the next two years, mm-hmm. well, there, there's also a lot of garbage in that bill. Also, I mean, there's renaming bases and uh, gender inclusion stuff. Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah, it's, it's full of crap. It's full of yeah. crap. So I'm yeah. kind of let them let it open. Well, you know, I understand that it's uh, there's a there's pros and cons. I think the cons farly outweigh the pros. So it just needs to. Needs to go away, and you know, once President well, Trump gets and, back in, they can fix it. You and I do, yeah. but um, yeah. this is way this is the way it works, and this is what frustrates mm-hmm. the president and has frustrated him for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know why he re-ran because it's not going <laughs> to change, and that's the unfortunate reality. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible, but it is reality. Yeah, it it was definitely a jolt in the arm uh, to the machine. I mean, he uh, you know his. His presidency has been awesome, and it's basically just shown a light on the complete 100% corruption and nonsense that goes on in government and everything else. And they're very, you know, those those swamp creatures are very upset with President Trump because of uh, the lights being shown on them. So, well, we'll have to see where that goes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So one of the things uh, Alf and I were talking about last time, and uh, basically we've, we've I'm, I'm done with the news, uh, and you are our resident uh, Fox expert now. <laughs> <laughs> and Delta, I again, I, I can't I can't stomach. I mean, I, I kind of, uh, I like Sean Hannity, and I like Waters, and, you know, and, and Janine, uh, Judge Janine, but... Uh, it's just what they did on on election night is really sticking in my craw. I just can't, I can't get over it. Anyway, um, but 
Yeah, I know that I can understand that, but I I still I told you guys before, and I I mm-hmm. love love to be able to call out the hypocrisy. So for me, it's almost fun. It's like um, it's like shooting darts at a dartboard, you know. <laughs> so so you bring you you brought, you brought something yeah. to the table here that uh, yeah I'm sorry yeah you want to bring some we brought yeah. something to the table yeah, here so no. go ahead and run with it. Right. So I, I I was thinking about this thing. I went off on a little tangent about Marie Harf and Jessica Tarloff the other day, um, or the last you know couple of shows ago, and it really stuck in me that like what was I really really mad about, right? Mm. And the you know these guys are preaching the the democratic talking points to the hilt, right? Everything mm-hmm. they download their information every morning, they memorize it, and they sit there and they tell you that. We're here for the working man and woman and, you know, you know, we're here to support the love and spread the wealth and yada, yada, yada. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't, there's the, this is the height of hypocrisy. It really is. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing a little research and I was curious, what are these, what are these Democrats who want to take my money and give it to somebody else and I should be in it to win it for everybody else and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. What, what are they worth? I was curious as to what their net worth was, all right? So mm-hmm. I picked the five most popular Democrats on Fox News. And, and stay tuned, folks out there. I'm going to move over to CNN next and start plucking some of these folks and showing <laughs> you what I want to show the audience here is you can't sit on TV and tell me that I have to, you know, be more a man of the globalist, right? I have to give to the rest of the world because it will feed the rest of the world and a rising boat, a rising tide rises all boats and there's more boats to raise and all of the stupid cliches that come out of these people's mouths <laughs> when you're worth $2 million, Mm. Right? So Juan Williams is worth $2 million. Well, if you think that, you know, I, who make a modest, you know, $80,000, $90,000 a year, need to give up 40% of my income to taxes Mm. so we can take care of the downtrodden, well, hell, you got $2 million. So why don't you give up a million? Mm -hmm. How much are you giving up? So. The only one that wasn't uh, that was actually really surprising on here is Jessica Tarloff. She's only worth about eight hundred k, right? Now mm. it doesn't. Now, if you think about it, if she's the one that owns her house, that's probably mm-hmm. four or five hundred thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't make a lot of money. So hmm. it's interesting when you put it in that perspective. Donna Brazil, mm-hmm. the old DNC chair that used to give Hillary Clinton money, three million dollars she's worth. Wow. These people come on TV preaching about spreading the wealth and sharing it and keeping everybody, keeping everybody, you know, uh, uh, and everybody should not get an equal wage. Yeah. What happens when we come knocking on these guys' doors and pulling their money out? I'd like to see that. Yeah, they're they're all talking points and they're all hypocrites to begin with. So this is interesting. I, I find it uh, rules for thee and not for me, uh, me being them. Uh, it's just not, it's just not in their, in their, uh, it's, it's also the way I, I think you bring up this all also kind of circles back to the, how they look at you and me. And there was a story today, uh, that was brought up on, uh, the war room 
uh, where uh, uh, Senator uh, Fitton, I think it was, uh, I think it was Senator, Senator Fitton who came out and said, I am going to uh, object with the congressmen and women of, uh, of the results of the election. And then Walmart, and why Walmart has any thoughts of, you know, why they are throwing in on on this uh, is beyond me. Although now it, when it was explained to me in the war room today, I, I get it. Uh, he, t- he said basically, it wasn't, I'm sorry, it wasn't Senator Fitton. It was, um, uh, the name escapes me, it's not Cotton, but one senator has already come out and said, I'm going to do this. I think t- uh, Senator Cruz also said he's going to do this. But basically the the way the, the thought process from Walmart is, is that we're all deplorables and we're all, we're all worthless, and they're making millions of dollars off us. And they they put out this this uh, tweet that said, uh, "Enjoy your two hours of fame." Basically, I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, you know, and, and uh, it's a waste of time. You know, and they're basically pushing for Biden. Why? Because they get all their stuff. They fill the shelves of, of Walmart with what China crap. So, and they have stores over in China. So, you can already see how. All of these people who have a lot of money involved or have uh, investments involved don't want the apple cart tipped over. So I think that's yeah. that's the common the common theme amongst all of this. So it's yeah. I also found it interesting. Um, one of my prime targets a lot is Marie Harf. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that she she made her money largely through her successful career in television, which hasn't been that really that long, mm-hmm. but a significant amount from her time serving in the government. Isn't that interesting? Mm. She was a State Department spokesperson during John Kerry, during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Geez, I thought as a government servant you weren't supposed to get rich. That's interesting. Hmm. I wonder where that came from. So this is Fox News, the the uh, left side of the aisle, uh, spokespeople and uh, talking heads. Basically, those are what they are. Yeah. They're talking heads. Yeah. Right? So stop telling me what to do with my money. That's basically yeah. it. Because otherwise, when you're ready to give me half of your net worth, so mm-hmm. that I can give it to somebody else, I'll be happy mm-hmm. to listen to you. Otherwise, you just, like I said before, they sit there with those smug looks on their face and. Richard Fowler always laughs whenever mm-hmm. there's a point made against the uh, the Democrats and mm-hmm. uh, shakes his head in disgust and rolls his eyes. And I'm like, and, and then comes back and says, he, he literally said it, I think it was today. I might have been watching it today or maybe it was mm-hmm. yesterday. And he says, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I'm like, you're a moron. <laughs> Some people are going to make a lot of money. Some people are not. But everybody yeah, so, has the same opportunity to succeed if mm-hmm. they take it. Mm-hmm. You put it. You get the. You get out of it what you put into it. That's basically period. Dot. End of story. Correct. Well, um, I got to tell you, uh, Alpha makes this look really easy. I, I'm usually, I, I, he he kind of steers the the ship. So I, I will give credit to him. and Hope he feels better. As we uh, come to the end of uh, 2020, we did start this podcast uh, back in September. Uh, myself and Alpha said, "Hey, we want to get uh, some 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 of our what we would have telephone conversations about all this stuff." And we brought it to the podcast, and we uh, have become 
very successful in a short amount of time. It's all because of our listeners, and we can't thank you enough. Uh, we also uh, enjoy having Delta with us. So uh, at this point, uh, as we head into the new year, you know, we just came off of Christmas, uh, we at the Signal 50 Podcast want to th- wish you each and every one of you and who listen to us and give us generously two hours of your time to listen to us uh, discuss the the hard truth about what's going on with current events a happy and healthy new year and my personal feeling is please oh god just stop with these lockdowns and let's get our country back up and running again so that is my wish for the new year and uh, may all the acquaintance be forgot and covid just go away that would be my thought uh, Delta, we're, working it, it, there's, yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There's a sunshine over the horizon. The, the vaccine is being distributed. Whatever mm-hmm. your political affiliation or however you feel uh, this, this has come to light, um, the federal government uh, performed a medical miracle this year mm-hmm. by getting this vaccine out in the speed in which it did. And we are going, we are soon to be on the other side of this. There is light mm-hmm. at the end of the tunnel. So hang in there, stay safe, and stay healthy. And, uh, and uh, looking forward to 2021 so I can flush 2020 down the toilet. <laughs> and I'm, I know that Alpha uh, feels the same way. And he'll, he'll be here to tell us next year on Sunday when we have our next show. And hopefully, Delta, you can join us. Uh, and as we, uh, head on out of here, um, and wrap up our uh, show for this evening, uh, I wanted to also remind everyone that we can be found on parlor. Uh, that's, uh, you know, our names are, our um, call signs are at the bottom of our icons here. And also, uh, if you are unable to watch us on rumble and we appreciate everyone that's uh, contributed to today's uh, chat. Again, we're on YouTube because they're the ones that are having the live stream. And hopefully, come next year, Rumble will have their own live stream and uh, we'll just stay with them because they've been very good to us. And we have many followers and we can't thank all of our followers enough. Uh, We won't talk about what's going on with YouTube because they're throttling us, so fine. We also uh, don't have any real presence on Facebook or on Twitter because Parler is really, it's been nice to see Parler uh, basically explode and and my following has grown uh, exponentially since I joined in March of this year and uh, it's great to see and it's all because of you who want to listen to us so thank you also um, if you can't take a if you can't watch the video you can get us on uh, podcast uh, found on your favorite podcaster um, download device uh, it can be Apple Google podcast Spotify uh, we're also on audible and we have some listeners over our podcast is listened to in England, Delta. Isn't that something? In England, that's, we had yeah, a couple of downloads. Yeah. Japan, we had a couple of downloads from uh, Korea, New Zealand. Uh, hopefully, we're not too boring for all y'all, uh, but we thank you for listening out there also. Give us, a, give us an email at info at signal50.com. We got to know how we're doing. We're, you know, we're kind of spitballing this too. Um, we also found that the music, <laughs> my voiceovers aren't that great, but we're going to try and fix it just a touch. Um, I'm going to try and bring my best James Earl Jones as I can. So uh, with that being said, anything else uh, you wanted to add there, Delta? Cue cue the music. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. Take care of yourselves. And uh, 
keep in mind uh, as uh, you are out celebrating the new year, uh, be safe out there. We want to thank our um, military, our um, all of our uh, people that wear the uniform proudly. Uh, without you, we wouldn't have the freedoms that we have. Uh, our firefighters, without you, you know, we wouldn't be safe, along with our police officers who protect our rights. And for all the EMS workers, EMTs, paramedics, and frontline medical workers, uh, nurses, PAs, and physicians, thank you for all that you do. You kept us healthy through this uh, tough time. And uh, for that being said, uh, I'm going to um, wish you all a happy and healthy new year. Take care, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.